That's probably why I didn't make any wrong notes. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> there, was, there was not a dig at our worship team. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Um, so good. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now. We need to pray to get myself out of that hole. Lord, come and be in this place. That's, that's amazing. If you weren't down the front, you did not hear the trumpet sound of someone's cell phone, but that's okay. Lord, we thank you that you're in this place. We thank you, God, that you love every single one of us. Lord, you've sent your scripture, your word, to lead us, to guide us. Lord, we are in a battle, Lord, against the principalities and powers of this world. And they have one purpose, Lord, it's to take us out. But Lord, your word says that you've come to give us life and life more abundantly. And Lord, we know that. But Lord, the devil still doesn't give up and he still tries to pull us down. So Holy Spirit, I pray today that as we go through this message, as we articulate, Lord, that you would fill this room with your love, with your peace, with your joy. Lord, that there'd be no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but an altar, Lord, that we can run to because we want to be free indeed. I pray, Lord, that you help me articulate this message. I pray, Lord, that you, Holy Spirit, do the work in people's lives. Because it's only in you and through you we find our security and we find our joy. It's only in you and through you we have authority. So, Lord, give us courage today. Lord, I pray that you'd help me help each other in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Um, so, we've been going through a series called Free Indeed. And uh, I really wanted to wrap this series up um, uh, today. Because I wanted to start leading into miracle offering that's coming up at the end of June, but uh, this this series is so important I can't actually shortcut it. In fact, I was trying to squeeze two of Pastor Robert Morris's teachings into one session. Now, if you know Pastor Robert Morris, that's just near impossible. Uh, there's so much scripture and so much uh, in it that you just can't do it. And so I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm just believing that miracle offering at the end of the month, that we're going to build a culture in the life of the church that, that just believes for so much more. And we have a generous spirit in the church. But I really believe that if, as we get right in our own spirit, the Bible actually says that it will overflow in joy. And joy is one of the foundations, it says in 2 Corinthians, about that, that joy overflowed into being a generous spirit. And so my heart and my declaration over us as a church that by the end of the month, we're going to get to the point where we're going to have a generous spirit in us as a church. I already believe there's a spirit of generosity on us, but I believe that we can press into so much more in what God has for us. And so uh, as we start talking about it, even as the guest speakers that we have this month, uh, we've got Pastor Wayne and Ruth Swift from Australia coming in. Uh, Wayne leads the Apostolic Church Movement of Australia. And uh, then we also, the following week, we have Pastor Pat Sparrow uh, back with us. So that's going to be great. 
But um, we're in this series called Free Indeed, and, and, and the first scripture, uh, well, one of the scriptures that we've really uh, laid hold of is 1 John 2, chapter, 2, chapter 16. Now, I've, I haven't been able to string any words together this morning whatsoever. Uh, so we just have to you just in, ask for the gift of interpreting tongues right now, and you will be able to understand what's going on. Um, uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Of the world, we know that Satan is the ruler of the world at the moment. He's going to be judged. He, well, we know that Jesus is already won, but in the end times, he's going to be judged and blah blah blah. Right? We're not getting into that. But right now, there's areas that that hold us back. There's areas that the devil is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the th- there's those three areas: the pride of life, which we've talked about, and Pastor Desiree. Uh, did that message on pride and all that. Last week we talked about the lust of the eyes and greed. And we talked about holding on to what is God's and what is holy of God's. And we talked in them around tithing and all that sort of stuff. This week we're talking about the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. This is, this is, this is something that I believe is, uh, is, is alive. It's real. It's true. It's it's. It's over us as a region, and I think I believe that today God's going to give us a foothold and to take authority over pushing back the lust of the flesh. And so I'm excited about this. I'm not sure if I'm going to get that many amens or preach it this morning. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of us just sitting here thinking about some stuff, and I want to say that's okay. That's okay. As we speak this, as I speak this morning, it's going to challenge us. It, it has challenged me. It's challenged me. It's going to challenge us. But I want to say, when it comes to the lust of the flesh, uh, it's it's just running to Jesus, running to Jesus, not walking, not crawling. It is running to Jesus that will ultimately bring the freedom that He desires you to have in your life. This series, we have talked about open doors, how demonic spirits can come and lay hold of parts in different areas on our life. And, and you know, different areas like pride, greed, um, we'll get into last this week, um, bitterness, unbelief, unforgiveness, insecurities, uh, areas that we know that the devil just gets into. You know, that, uh, uh, unforgiveness is a big area. If you've got unforgiveness in your life, you're opening the door for bitterness, all sorts of things to get into your life that will ultimately hold you back and bring destruction. And I pray that uh, through the times that we have at the end of the service, um, whether, whether, you know, whether you're responding to the message that was preached on the day or you're responding to one of the messages that has been preached in this series, it doesn't matter. What our prayer is is that when you're responding, you're getting set free and free in the name of Jesus. And so we've got a heap of scriptures to get through. And the main scripture is Proverbs chapter 7 this morning. 
And so if you grab your notebooks, grab your Bibles, maybe you want to take notes, that would be a good idea. By the way, I want to, and you know, we've, we've done our best to articulate this teaching series by Pastor Robert Morris, but if you actually do go onto YouTube and look up Gateway Church and look under the Free Indeed series, there's 11 messages that Pastor Robert preaches, and uh, I would encourage you to do that because uh, there's the, a great, um, great teachings and and uh, we'll just uh, uh, hearing something again will reinforce what God wants to do in your life. All right, Proverbs chapter seven. I am standing in the way again. Apologies. That's why no one sits in the middle. That's, I've figured it out. All right. Okay. Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey my commands and live. Obey my commands and. Live. It's just a simple line, but it has so much authority in it. When we're disobedient to God, what's the, if we are disobedient, we don't obey God's command, it leads to death. It leads, but if we obey God's commands, it will leave, lead to life. It says, guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved memory of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with any immoral woman. Wow. Where did that just come from? We're just talking about God's commands. We're just talking about His wisdom and all that. And then, bam, out of, the, out of nowhere just says, and let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman. That's interesting right there. Obviously, God wants to talk about something. And Solomon's talking about some stuff here. There is a, and, and here's the thing is we're not just talking about a, a female. We're talking about a spirit. We're talking about the lust. Uh, we're talking about the spirit of lust this morning. And so as we go through Proverbs chapter 7, you've got to understand we're talking about a spirit of lust. Because... Uh, there's amazing woman uh, in this church. There's amazing woman in life, and they don't carry a spirit of lust, and they're not like this person. But sometimes there is a spirit of lust operating in people. And by the way, it doesn't just operate in females; it operates in guys. So no one is immune right now. That's why we don't, we don't say praise the Lord. But hey, it's all right. There's a spirit at work in this person. A spirit of lust. And we've got to think about it this way. It says this, For listen uh, to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. While I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain, I saw a naive young man, man, young men, I saw some naive young men, and one in particular who lacked common sense. So what this scripture means is that there's this, He's the king, Solomon's looking out of his wherever he is, his room, and he sees a group of young people. He sees a group of men, and then it says that they were naive. But then he said, and one in particular lacked common sense. You know, it doesn't just because you think you might be wise, just because you think you, you might have it all together, it doesn't mean that we know everything. And then when it comes to certain subjects, certain topics, there's areas that we don't have common sense. 
I had a great friend of mine when I was working at our rancho, and, and he was making something, and he needed to nail an 18-millimeter piece of plywood to a 4-inch piece of timber. So he got a 6-inch nail and tried to nail it through the 4-inch piece of timber into the 18-mill centimeter, 18-mill uh, bit of plywood. Common sense says get a, and it was then sticking out the other side, the nail was too long. Common sense says get a shorter nail, turn it over and nail through the 18 mil into the 4 inch. All right, I should have had some props here, that would have been cool. But he didn't have common sense in that area, but he was great in other areas. Some of us have to realize when it comes to this topic, we might be lacking common sense. We might possibly be lacking common sense. Sense. We need to understand that we are not able to understand the situation sometimes that the spirit of lust might lead us into. And it leads us into a place of bondage. It leads us into a place uh, that we, we, where the spirit of lust uh, desires to take us and to control us. It leads us to a place where we don't make good decisions, don't actually have common sense. Uh, verse 8, it says, He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman. Now, we're getting just straight into it this morning. There's no real fluffy uh, illustrations. And we're getting into it. The spirit of lust will, make, will lead you to do things that you're not, you don't normally do. Suddenly, you'll stay late at the office because somebody's at the office. That you never normally used to stay late. Suddenly, you know, it says here that he crossed the street. He positioned himself because the spirit of lust was calling him into those situations. I don't know about you, but have you ever found yourself doing stuff that you're like, what, what is that about? What is going on here? And it's, this is what happens when the spirit of lust is at work in our lives. It means we end up at the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, maybe there's something out there to get you. Strolling down the path by her house, it was at twilight and every evening and deep darkness fell. The spirit of lust will take control over you and you'll start planning on how you can be there when you, can't, when you, when you shouldn't be there. And by the way, this is, this, is, this is my little add into Pastor Robert's uh, message this morning. Is dumb, dumb stuff happens after 10 p.m. <laughs> it said it here at twilight. It happened after twilight. Dumb stuff happens after 10 p.m. Or in Dunedin in winter, five. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> But it truly does. I don't know how many conversations. I love when a person comes to us, when a couple comes to us and says, hey, can you give us some insight? Can you give us some wisdom on how we should run our relationship? And we're like, at 10 p.m., run! Just run in opposite directions. Run! Don't be near each other after 10 p.m. And they're like, well, what if we're at a movie? Run! No. Finish the movie, then run. I don't know. Watch the movie in a movie theater, and then run. Dumb stuff happens after 10 p.m. 
Why? Because the spirit of lust wants to stir you up and wants to lead you into a place that it comes to death and destruction. Um, it says in verse 10, The woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. Can I, can I, can I say something nice, I hope nice, um, without judgment, without any prejudice or anything? Um, and I'm going to read it because I wrote it down because I wanted to say it properly because it could open the door. Can I just say that, ladies, there is no reason that you need to dress in any way that you need to accentuate your bodies. No reason whatsoever. You are beautiful and you are made by God. You don't need to advertise anything that's going to attract something that is not of God. And, and to be honest, around church, I haven't really seen anything, not that I'm judging and I think we all pretty much drink, but hey, there's been times where I've had to ask Pastor Desiree, can you just go and have a chat with that person? Tell them they're worth more. Tell them they don't need to show that stuff off. Come on, there's no reason that we need to dress seductively and sly, to be in sly of heart. Now, verse 11, it says, she was the brash, brash and rebellious type. The spirit of God, I'm sorry, the spirit of lust is, is working here. It's aggressive. It, it's, it's of the devil. It's of the enemy. It wants to take you out. It wants to destroy you. It's, it's never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and markets soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around oh, at every corner. It's the spirit of lust will just move around all the time. It will try and get you wherever you're going. It will be after you. It will be after you, and it will just stir up inside of you. I want to say, come on, today is the day that we can have freedom from it. And verse 12, it says this. She is often in the streets of marketplace. Verse 13, she threw her arms around him and kissed him. This is, this is the moment when the spirit of lust actually gets our attention, it actually grabs hold of us. How do, what do I mean about this? It means this is, there is always a moment, and it's a sign from God to run. There's a moment where something happens that maybe you're having a conversation with someone, and something flicks, and you're like, oh. That was a little bit flirtatious. Maybe there was a, a pop-up on the computer and it popped up and then there was a click and you're like, oh. Maybe there was, there was just something happening uh, watching a movie and, and you're like, oh, what's going on with that? And in fact, leading into this message this week, I've got pretty good strict stuff on my computer. But I had a pop-up on Wednesday. I was like, flipping egg, that's disgusting. Closed it straight away. Went on. I, I prayed quickly, Lord, may cover my eyes, cover my heart, cover my spirit. Move on, just keeping on going. Friday, again, the exact same pop-up. Just clicked on it. No, not clicked on it. It closed on it. <laughs> Closed on it. I was like, flip, that's gross. That just, no, don't need that. 
Because there's a moment where it comes up and you're like, oh, because there's a desire, which we'll get into, and a pop-up. And it turned out, and I was like, ugh. And, 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 but, but what happens is we'll click on it. And this is, by the way, it's not just guys. It's also girls. And we'll click on it, and the stuff happenings. That's the moment we get caught. And there's only one thing to do. Run! There's only one thing to do. Run! Run! And in fact, Desiree has been away this week from Wednesday through to Friday. And so I, was, I had the movie choice. I get movie choices as well when she's home, but you know. I had the movie choice, and and I and I like Adam Sandler. Normally, he he does some pretty good movies, and uh, they're quite funny and and pretty safe and all that. But I watched the I don't know if it's one of his latest ones. But I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is terrible. I've never experienced him doing a movie like this whatsoever. But when the spirit of lust tries to come against you. Stuff is going to just pop up in your way. Movies are going to come up and we start going, ah, what's going to happen? But the thing is, is when it stops, become shocking to you. The thing is, is that, wow, that's okay. We'll just click on that. We'll look at that stuff. And we'll talk about what that leads to. The moment... It says there she threw her arms around him and kissed him. It's the moment we've been caught. And with a brazen look, she said, I've just made my peace offering and fulfilled my vows. This is what the Spirit of Lust says. This is an interesting piece of Scripture right now. This is what it makes us, it makes us justify what we're doing. Do you want to know what that Scripture means? I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. I've just been to church. I've just done what's right. I've come to church. I've worshipped the Lord. And in fact, I worshipped Him so well and I prayed so well that I've got a bit of credit in the bank. So that when we get together, it's going to be okay. This is what happens with the spirit of lust. What she's saying is, is that it's been to church and done the right thing. Fulfilled her vows. So when we do sin, it's like we've got credit in the bank, like I said. Do you know this, the sad thing about the church and the world is that the divorce rate is the same. It's the same. And that's not to bring condemnation. But if we want to be free indeed, don't we want to be aware to the tricks and the deceit of the devil? That wants to try and steal, kill, and destroy in our life. And I'm not bringing condemnation. If, 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 if life has paved the way in your life where you might have succumbed to some of the stuff, but now you're following God and all that, then praise Jesus. Amen? And I'm not trying to bring condemnation at all. But we can all learn from each other. We can learn from the Scriptures about how we can lead our life into blessing and prosperity rather than letting the devil try and, and pull destruction on us. It gets into the pew and into the preaching. We hear many times that preachers, pastors fall into this trap. People in the church fall into this place. We think that it's okay and we'll just repent afterwards. 
I'll be all right. God loves me. I'll repent afterwards. That's deception. And in fact, Pastor Robert Morris was saying in this message that he was with someone who was in this deception. He said, no, but me and this person, we pray together. And he said, he looked at, I love this. He goes, I, I looked at that person. I said, you're in the height of deception. How can you believe that you can go into the holiest of holies with, and, and committing adultery? This is some strong stuff that we're preaching this morning. But oh, we want to lead you to a place where there's freedom. Amen. And we're not here to condemn. We're not here to put people down. But we're here to a little, little share and let people be aware of what the spirit of lust can do. Its only job is out there to steal, kill, and destroy. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. There's a purpose to the spirit of lust. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets, with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, whatever that was, and cinnamon. It's like a mess to me, but anyway. Um, <laughs> who would put cinnamon in their bed? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. I was looking for a way to lighten up this message. <laughs> <laughs> Come, let's drink. Let's fill up our love until morning. You know, the world says it's making love, but it's not. It's making lust. The one night stand is making lust, it's not making love. Lust is not love. Love is from heaven and lust is from hell. Making love is committing to the person you married for 17 and a half years, having three kids with them. That's what making love is. Making love is a one opportunity. It's destroying what actually love is because that's what the devil's aim is. The Spirit will call it love, but it's not. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not home. He's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until late later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech. You know, the spirit of lust has this canny instinct to let you believe that you're not going to get caught. And maybe you don't get caught, but God is always watching. I love Pastor Bruce's wisdom, and he just said to his three sons, uh, Sam, Hamish, and James, he says, hey, this is my encouragement to you when you're dating a girl. Jesus is always with you. That's all he said. Just remember, Jesus is right there with you. I think that's great. But the spirit of lust will even get us into a place of deception where we won't even believe that. And it entices him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an oxen going to slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap. Any hunters out there. Awaiting the arrow that pierced its heart. And he was like a bird flying into a snare. Little knowing it would cost him his life. 
the ultimate end to when the spirit of lust gets a hold of you is death and destruction. Death and destruction. We don't even know they were walking in this way, but it leads to death. So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your heart stray away towards her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of many men, or many, many men, have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is a den of death. You know, I wonder, you know, what's died? From the spirit of lust, what's died? You know, we don't just talk about marriages that have died. We don't just talk, maybe, you know, how many business opportunities have died from the separations? How many promotions have died? I, I, you know, because of the spirit of lust gets a hold of our life. I bet you our finances uh, uh, wouldn't be as good as they were if we were able to push back on the spirit of lust. Now remember, we're not here to condemn. We're not here to point fingers. We're here to lead us into freedom today. Her house basically was the way to hell. Three words this morning, hopefully real quickly. It says that I've got five minutes left, which is probably true. Number one, the first word, desire. Many times in the Greek and in the Hebrew, it can be tra translated as lust. Luke chapter 22, verse 15, it says, Then he said to them, With fervent desire... I have decided to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. This is the words of Jesus. He could be translated with fervent lust. I have desired to eat, uh, desired to eat the Passover. Here's the thing about it. This word des desire translated as lust is actually a neutral word. It can be used as evil, but it also, this desire, uh, the lust can be used as good. Jesus desired to go to the cross for us. Jesus had this passion in him that wanted to say, you know what? I love you so much that I will die on the cross. I'll give my life for you because I want a, a way of redemption to you. You know, God has given you a good sex drive. That's the one place you should have amened. Thank you for whoever that was. Uh, we're talking about this this morning. <laughs> but God's given us a good sex drive. It's supposed to be good, but it's in the right parameters. It's in the right setting. It's, a, it's, in, it's in marriage. It's with your wife. It's with your husband. There's a, that's why he's created this desire. But the, the, the devil comes and brings counterfeit and he perverts love and calls it lust. And we keep going. But So there is a good desire. God has given you a pure desire, not an evil desire. Let's keep going. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And so these are, the contra these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. You know, how many times do we read that scripture and we look at it from the negative point of view? 
It was, oh, yes, let's walk, in the, let's walk in the Spirit so we can push against the lust, so that we do not do the things that we wish to do. Wouldn't it be great if we got to a point that we're walking in the Spirit, that we just do everything that God wants us to do, that we can push back against the enemy, we can push back against it, that no longer does that pop up or that movie or that imagery or those magazines or whatever it is, no longer does those flirtatious comments at the office or whatever, start, start bringing excitement into your heart and spirit, but knowing that you're walking with the Holy Spirit and knowing that God loves you and He's got the right plan and purposes for you. Wouldn't it be great as we walked in the flesh, uh, sorry, walked in the spirit, not the flesh? Let's be so in love with Jesus that we do the things that He wants us to do. Romans chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using this illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Uh, previously, you let yourself be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led, led, led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. Come on, let's give ourselves to God. And righteous living and bring whole, be holy, become holy. Romans 8, 5 and 6. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Remember, we've been dominated by sinful nature. It's the spirit of lust coming over us or in us. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death. By letting the Spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. Life and peace. Isn't that awesome? Romans chapter 13, verses 14. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourselves think about ways to indulge the, your evil desires. Number one, there's desires that we have. Number two, deception. Now we're going to read Proverbs chapter 6 a little bit, and there's a passage in it that we'll get to, and we'll open up just real quickly, and I'll just try and race along a little bit. Um, let's go. Uh, Proverbs 6.23, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law a light. Uh, reproofs of instructions are on the way of life. To keep you from e the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress, uh, do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. Isn't that amazing? The spirit of lust can just destroy, destroy people, reduce them to nothing. And an adulteress will prey on his, uh, his precious life. Uh, can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes uh, uh, into his neighbor's um, wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. Please do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of, of his house 
Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Now there's this piece of scripture in there, verse 30. It says this. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. You know, when it comes to lust, lust will never satisfy. Never satisfy. Never satisfy. It's deception. Point number two, deception. Lust will always deceive. It will never satisfy. You know, there's a certain fast food branch that uh, has this amazing smell that comes from it. And it lures you in. And then you... And then you partake of this type of chicken. <laughs> and at the end of it, you never feel satisfied. <laughs> Maybe you do. But when it comes to the spirit of lust, it'll, you'll never bring satisfaction. You will never be satisfied in lust. You will never commit, adult, you never commit adultery for satisfaction. No, this is a different spirit. You, you commit adultery because you've believed the lie of the devil. Lust will never satisfy. It is a deceiver. And that's why we've got to guard ourselves. It's when those pop-ups come up, we need to run. If we're looking at magazines, you've got to get rid of them. You've got to destroy them. Why? Because... It'll actually lead you to a place. Oh, yeah, I'll get there. I'll get it. It'll never, ever bring satisfaction. Lust is deception. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 20. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Hell and destruction are never full, but so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Habakkuk 2, verse 5. Indeed, because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man, and he does not stay at home, because he enlarges his desire as hell, and he is like death and cannot be satisfied. Satisfied. The spirit of lust will lead you into a place where you think that you'll get satisfaction, that you'll never, ever get satisfaction. Number three, real quick, because we've got to get to four. James chapter 1 leads to death. Real quick, number 3, it leads to death. Temptation comes of our own desires which entice us and drags us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. When sin is allowed to grow, it brings birth to death. Romans 8, 12, 14. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its uh, it dictates you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. You will live. Friends, family, church, the spirit of lust is out there to try and steal, kill, and destroy. It's part of the devil's arsonry. I don't want you to fall into this place. I'm not here to preach condemnation. Hey, not at all. We're here to preach love. We're here to preach God. We're here to preach grace. 
But there's got to be a point where this stuff is going to try and hammer us. I know there's people that have missed the mark on it. I know there's people that have, have recovered from it, and, and, and that's awesome. And, and praise God for that because you obviously humbled yourselves and got to a place where you've cried out to God. This is where we're going today, is we're getting to a place saying, God, I need you in my heart. I need you in this area. It's not about bringing condemnation. It's not about going praying for those situations and going pointing fingers. No, it's about coming to what this whole in series, whole series is about, being free indeed in Christ Jesus. Love always brings life. Lust will always bring death. The praise, praise the Lord, there's a solution. Number four, deliverance and discipleship. At the start of the series, we talked about a quote by Jack Hayford saying, you can you can't uh, dis- <laughs> you can't disciple a demon and you can't deliver the flesh we've got to deliver the demon and disciple the flesh what does that mean is that we need to acknowledge that we need help in this area we need to confess We need to bring it to God. But then we need to retrain the way we think. 2 Corinthians uh, verse 10, verse 3 and 5. This fourth, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God of pulling down strongholds. Amen. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I'm going to finish. I'll read one more scripture, then I'll I'll, I'll share a story, and we'll have to close. Philippians 4, verse 8. Meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, uh, are of good report. If there is any virtue and is and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Bring every captive, uh, bring every thought into captivity, and meditate on these things. I shared earlier this that this week as I was preparing this message. I don't often get pop ups on my computer, but this week twice. I don't. Go out intentionally to watch movies that are crude and crass. But this week, this is, I just thought it would be a normal, just funny comedy. But it was crass and it was rude. What did I do? And in fact, Desiree will uh, tell you. She got home on Friday night. She's like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, you're all melancholy and you're all just Weird. That's just normal, but hey. Because I I felt shame. I didn't activate any of those pop-ups. I didn't engage in it or anything like that, but the spirit of lust will try and bring shame on you. And it's something that is so prevalent in my family line that I guard with all my heart.
And so this week I've been listening to worship music. I've been getting into His Word. I've been singing. I've been praising Him. Why? Because I'm taking the Word of God and I'm taking every thought captive. I'm taking everything. I'm going to meditate on these things. And I tell you this week, the spirit of lust has been hammering me. It's been saying, come on. It's been giving me all these. Unbelievable. But I just get into his word. And I worship the Lord. My family line, I've shared this before. Seven marriages between my parents. My, their parents, adulterists. In fact, my mum doesn't even know who her dad is. We've heard about that. I found out that I may have another uncle to my dad's side. May. We're not 100% sure. But there's this lustful spirit that is flowing through my family line. And I'm so aware of it, and I know that the devil just wants to steal, kill, and destroy over my life. I look at my sister's life, how the devil has robbed her because of the spirit of lust, where she has four amazing kids with, with three guys. Because it's destruction that's coming against her. Even when I was young, fell into lust. When I met Desiree when I was 17, I wasn't able to tell her I was a virgin. Because there's a spirit out there, which is not just lust, but it's the devil. But he'll use whatever it takes to try and steal, kill, and destroy. It's one of the hardest things I had to say to her. Isaiah 54 verse 4 says this, Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer redeem the shame, uh, you will no longer redeem the shame of your youth and the sorrow of your widowhood. Isaiah 61 says, Instead of, a sh- of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your your land and everlasting joy will be yours but it's up to us whether we acknowledge that there might be something in us that we need to break off there might be something in us spirit of lust that's leading us to a place of destruction you know one of the things that I have come to learn that I, I've, I say now that I'm, I, I, I guard with all my heart. That I never say I'll never have an affair. Because that means I'm getting too familiar with it. But I am so passionate about breaking this off my family life. That I have people that I talk to. People that I'm accountable to. And people that, people that hold me to the place where I should be. But that's wisdom. I want to get to the end of my life 
knowing that I've set something up for my family's life. But you'll never do it unless you take authority and let the Holy Spirit lead you into a place of freedom. Why don't we all jump to our feet? Spirit, I know you're here. I know you're ministering into people's hearts. And just like we have after every free indeed session, we've opened the altar up to just be prayed for. And friends, I'm not saying that you need to come forward today for this message. Maybe you do. Maybe you feel like you want to bring something to God and you want to be prayed for. And that's okay because we want to stand with you. We want to pray with you. We want to love you. Maybe there's been something in the other messages that has spoken to you, but you haven't responded to. But you're welcome to come down the front as well. And and we'll pray with you this morning. But it says, take every thought captive. Maybe we need to actually come to God this morning. I say, Lord, I repent. And I come to you and I break this off my life. We need to repent. We need to renounce. And then we need to renew our thoughts be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because what happens in, when we pray and we take authority in the name of Jesus, this is what the demons does. It says, right, I'm not going. I'm still here. I'm not going. But in the name of Jesus, someone's talking, so I've got to go. But I'm not going. That's what happens in our head. And we think that they're still staying. But in the end, he has to go. They have to go because we're taking authority over our lives. This morning, if there's been any area over this free indeed series that you've been believing for breakthrough, but whatever area it is, for one reason or another, you're just not feeling free yet. There's not a joy in your spirit. Well, I'm going to pray a prayer. In a moment, that says, and we're going to take authority over the devil. We're going to take authority over his demonic uh, angels that are trying to hold us back. And I'm, going to, I'm just going to take authority and I'm going to break them off your life. For any area, I've got our team. I've talked to our team. I've said, hey, get ready to pray. Get ready to pray. So they're going to be down the front as well. And So I know we're, we're over time, but I don't care. This is so more important. As Raquel just starts playing on the keyboard a little bit more and our prayer team comes down the front, I want you to, if this is you, if you want prayer this morning, we're going we're gonna to do this for, for, for five, maybe ten minutes. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray together. But if there's areas in your life that you know that you need God to come and bring deliverance in or you just need Him to move. I want you to come down the front. If I can ask our prayer team to move down the front now as well. If, if Other people right now, if you want prayer, I want you to come down the front. Right now, come down the front. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come wherever you are. You're just acknowledging before God. talks about that he's won the victory if you know what I want you to sing it in the background before everyone else come on let's pray declare the power of God and Father in the name of Jesus right now Lord I come to you and I thank you that you have won the victory and Lord as we come to you right now we right now repent Lord We turn to you. We change our mind, like your word says, by the renewing of our mind. And so right now, Lord, we declare your authority over our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name for what you're doing. We thank you, God. And right now we break off. I take authority and I break off every area that the devil would try to steal, kill, and destroy. And Father, I right now renounce it and I rebuke it of every person's life. Lord, that there would be repentance in the name of Jesus. We would go back to your vision. Lord, we take every thought captive right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, when it comes to imagery and pop-ups and different things and pornography, God, I rebuke them and I renounce them in Jesus' name. And right now, I let take the authority of God to speak into it. Holy Spirit, come and fill. Holy Spirit, come and replace where you're at right now. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, right now. You're renewing. You're renewing. You're renewing. You're renewing. You're renewing. You know, in the Bible, it talks in James, how it says, confess your sins one to another. Confess your sins one to another. I want to say today, you've made a step. doesn't matter whether you're down the front, whether you're in the seats. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another because Jesus works in the light. He doesn't work in the dark. And I want to say now we've renounced and we've repented and there's been deliverance, but now there needs to be discipleship of of the flesh. Now we need to retrain. Now we need to lead you into a place where there's full freedom in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Holy Spirit, continue to minister.